Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome everyone to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie. It is a beautiful day here in, well, we're in Bellevue, just outside of Seattle, but it's an absolutely gorgeous day. I don't even see a cloud right now. Little muggy, okay, maybe a few clouds off in the distance, but it's absolutely gorgeous outside with a nice little breeze. We're not going to get too hot and we're going to have beautiful weather, I heard you say. Is that true, Eric? Yes, for the weekend? it looks like a gorgeous weekend ahead. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. It's a and nice thing. It is a nice thing. We all deserve it. Right? That's absolutely. Right. We'll just let all of life's minor irritations melt away <laughs> in the sunshine. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. And that really reminds me of the class I taught last night, which was all about manifesting your desires. Thank you, everyone who came. That was such a fun class. Great laughter, wonderful interaction. The audience really participated in giving advice as well. It was absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much for coming. And just a heads up, next month at the same location, the Redmond Town Center Marriott, I will be teaching embracing your intuition Ooh, one of my favorite topics absolutely since I didn't know I was intuitive until my late 30s so I love to teach that information to people and help people to become multisensory because I think it's actually normal for individuals to be multisensory I don't think it's just for a few people I think as we become more and more conscious we become more self-aware and then we become more aware of our surroundings and the multiple dimensions that are apparent and around us all the time which kind of leads us to the topic today because today we're talking about the tip paranormal and all those odd happenings. There's a lot of them. Yeah, there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my philosophy regarding that. And I also want to give a shout out to the Sun Valley Wellness Festival because I leave tomorrow. I'll be flying to Idaho and I'll be able to present and teach a class during this weekend. So I'm really looking forward to meeting new people and seeing old friends and teaching a class called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. And then I'll do a presentation on Sunday on energy medicine. So it's my first time in Sun Valley. I heard it's gorgeous there. A little cold in the morning, so I'll bring my warm coat and gloves. But I heard it's absolutely beautiful. So the paranormal, it's really about things that we don't understand. And when I look at the human species in terms of awareness of the paranormal or multisensory experiences, the majority of the population isn't even aware that something like that is really real or tangible. It's becoming more and more popular. We can look at regular television and look at Shows like Ghost Whisperer and Medium and, you know, John Holland had a wonderful show for a while called Crossing Over. So obviously it's seeping into mainstream, but most people don't really think about it on a regular basis, don't really participate in an active way at all. And so it's something that's still kind of invading our consciousness. So most people are afraid of it. They think that it's freaky or scary or it's a haunting. And yes, there are all kinds of energies out in the universe, but I always like to remind people that Human beings live on one of the lowest vibrational, lowest frequency time-space realities in the entire universe. And what that means, in kind of layman's terms, it doesn't get that much scarier than right here on planet Earth. Hmm. So if you're not surrounded by a whole lot of scariness here on Earth, you're probably not going to be, even as you creep into the mystical world. You're not going to have a lot of wild 
crazy experiences. I mean, it's just not every day that someone gets robbed or, right. you know, th- those happenings, fortunately for those of us who live in, you know, North America or particularly in this area where it's really quite safe, we don't have those kinds of experiences. So, you, you know, you we do attract types of energy to us. And if we live in a worn, torn area and we're having more of those type of experiences, then maybe our mystical experiences might be similar. Because in the universal world, there's a, a law that says like attracts like. But for most people, that's not going to be their experiences. And energies want to just communicate with us. And sometimes when we're feeling energy, it's just really a being or an entity of some sort that wants to communicate something. But most people run from the room screaming and think that something terrible has happened. But it's really not like that. Good to know. I was going to say, this. Uh, I think this plane is about all I can handle so far. You know? <laughs> well, just imagine, though, the other planes are more lighthearted. There's a lot of dimensions that don't even have vocabulary that contain words like war or violence. So we are probably one of the most violent you know, areas, time-space realities in the entire universe, because we still have war very active throughout our globe. We, hmm. we always have. So uh, so that's why I try to encourage people to get comfortable with feeling energy and being a part of the energies, because it's really not any scarier than here. In fact, it's generally a whole lot kinder, a whole lot simpler, and a lot more loving than the, some of the experiences that human beings have on Earth. So we're talking about the mellow zone. Yeah, right, <laughs> the mellow zone, the mellow zone. Sounds pretty good. Well, uh, let's go ahead and start going to our callers. We've got, uh, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, <laughs> and if I mess it up, I apologize, but uh, I think it's uh, Viorica calling from Linwood. Yes, it's actually Viorica. Viorica. Yes. <laughs> Viva Viorica. <laughs> yes. Hello there. What can I do for you today? Hi. I would like to, to know about my guide. Sure, sure. <laughs> y- you know, you must be in a really busy spot. And, and guides is really an important or I would say appropriate question for today's show because guides are not, they don't live in the physical reality. They kind of live kind of sanctioned outside of even the fifth dimension. I mean, they are in the fifth dimension in, in my per my perspective, but kind of sanctioned out because guides work together. Like Eric's guides and my guides probably talk at times before the radio show and whatnot so that we can Do get... they just hang out? Yeah, <laughs> you know, they may hang out and just have a chat like, you know, you know, make sure that you remind Marie to bring that CD, you know, so <laughs> Eric's guys are talking to him and then Eric talks to me and then, you know, it, so the guides all work together. You have a lot of guides, which really makes me think that you've, you're under quite a bit of movement right now in your yes. life. Yeah. You have 11 that are your normal group that follow you around, so oh, to speak. Oh, wow. I thought it was seven, but... <laughs> Well, actually, I did too at first. That, that was my very first um, perception as well. But I see 11. And then beyond the 11, you have even more guides beyond that. So if you thought seven, then maybe you got three, you know, or four, I mean, just recently. Because sometimes when people are under a lot of change and movement and uh, learning new experiences. It feels that way to me. Good. Like I'm entering a new, a, 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 new, a, a new era of my life where I'm more open and... Uh, yeah, I would like to um, be more close and be able to communicate and see them, and and you know, right. And and one of the reasons why you have another like additional twenty guides. So you have these eleven that I'm seeing that are right next to you. Oh wow! And then you have another twenty around you, and again, a big portion of these twenty, and you know, maybe the four, because who knows? Maybe there really were seven at one time since we both got that original number. 
um, these new guides are here for this transition, this movement that you're going through. So they're here to help you. That's what happens because when we come to Earth, you know, we, we choose our guides. We ask beings who we believe are more evolved than we are to help us in our evolutionary process on Earth. And so they agree uh, if they choose to, which it's like being a parent. It's a 24-hour job. Yeah. You know, it can be kind of tiring, <laughs> although I've never heard a guide complain, quite frankly. They're very patient and kind and loving. And then so sometimes when you venture outside of maybe the original growth that they, you thought you were going to do, uh, and maybe they have some plans for that, you know, the what if she does this thing, you know, then they yeah. call on extra guides that join you for a period of time to help in the education that needs to occur with what you're doing right now. Oh, wow. And because you have so many, that would mean to me that you're on the radar. Do you know what that means, that you're on the radar? (laughs) Okay, so there are some people who actually have more abilities to be multisensory than they realize. I, I am definitely one of those people. I didn't know that I had that, th- these types of abilities. I didn't know either. And, uh-huh. and when, just when I talk about it, I feel like, oh, gosh, this is wonderful. And uh-huh. <laughs> it gives me so much joy and happiness, even though I don't know anything about it. But I'm enjoying it so much. Well, the radar means that beings on the other side know that you have this ability because even though the human race, the earth plane has a veil that surrounds the planet, we have a veil. It actually looks like a placenta to me, quite frankly. It's a pretty thick membrane. And psychics or intuitives somehow are able to move through the thickness and see beyond our reality or hear it or feel it or somehow experience it. Beings who live outside of our reality don't have a veil. There's nothing that stops them from viewing our world. We're watched pretty often by multiple dimensions all the time. Uh, it's particularly now, the Earth plane is a pretty interesting place right that now. That's so cool. So, w- when, so people who don't live in our reality um, can easily sense those who have abilities, whether they're using them or not. And so I've always used the term, you're on the radar. That means that beings that live outside of this dimension know that you have that ability and they may hang around you or be attracted to you um, or may help you to open up. Because... Cool. The truth is, you know, we're all one. No matter what dimension we live in, we're all one, and we're all evolving. And so as the fifth dimension, which I believe is heaven, I call it the fifth dimension, as the fifth dimension evolves, so does the third dimension. And as the third dimension and the human race evolves, so do other dimensions. So, yes, you're on the radar, and what <laughs> I, which is good. I, and I'm glad that you like it because I've told a few people, and they kind of freak out about that. You know, it makes them kind of nervous. So I'm really happy you like it. I think that's fantastic. And what I would um, recommend is that you start talking to your guides out loud as if you already know what they look like and you've already had conversations and you have a relationship because you'll be setting a precedence in your aura, your energy field, the subatomic particles will come in and say, oh, sure, he has a relationship. And then before you know it, that relationship will become very yes. real for you. Yes, and it feels to me like I already know it. I just I just need to remember and you know, being in your presence and you talking with other people and telling them about their guides and, and you know, how, how this whole thing is unfolding, it helps me. I, I feel like I, I just need to remember. Good, good. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad it's helpful. And, yeah, maybe put a little sticky on a few places in the house. Oh, talk to my guides. Oh, <laughs> talk to my guides. And, and then before you know it, because, you know, a lot of times we have times in our life where we we can't wait till something happens and it seems like it takes forever 
But then when it finally happens, it's almost like all that time that we were waiting didn't even exist. (laughs) So be patient, enjoy yourself, enjoy the adventure, and do your best to remember even the subtle changes that occur so that you can teach others or talk about it um, instead of forget about it and and just go on to the big kahuna, so to speak, um, experience. You know, really enjoy every step of the process. Thank you so much, You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. Now let's talk to Anne in Woodenville. Hi, Anne. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Good. What can Uh, I do for you today? Well, I have a little bit of a medical question. Okay, sure. I have had genital herpes for about 25 years, Mm -hmm. and over the last, I would say, year and a half, I've been having frequent breakouts every two weeks Mm -hmm. consistently. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to figure out what things or tools would be beneficial for me to change this reality that's going on. Right. And you can change it. I have several clients who have actually changed that type of health issue for them. Um, and they're thrilled, of course, because, you know, that type of disease process is very uncomfortable. You know, it's a painful experience. And I appreciate you calling and being so brave and talking about your challenge on the air. It's a really <laughs> brave thing to do. Thank you. You're welcome. Herpes and other sexually transmitted diseases, especially those that aren't considered curable by Western medicine, are about shame. So they're about shame. And, and that is a pretty common energy held in the second chakra. A lot of human beings hold shame. It doesn't always manifest as a sexually transmitted disease, but it's about shame. And so probably something in your, because what I'm looking at when you said recently you've been having more, you know, reoccurrent outbreaks. And of course, I'm very sorry. I know it's incredibly uncomfortable. Um, so something's, I think, happening regarding your root chakra, although the root chakra doesn't govern, from my perspective, the, the genital area. Um, but what's happening is there's something that's being reawakened about your childhood that was shameful for you. And so that it's, whether it's conscious or subconscious or a combination of both, which in your case, I think it's a combo. Um, here's what I would do. Whatever that situation is or whatever's being brought to your memory while you and I are talking about things, and it doesn't have to be anything horrific. You know, we don't have to have horrific, horrible experiences to have shame. It can be one embarrassing moment that can create a tremendous amount of shame for a human being. One very um, innocent, embarrassing moment, <laughs> you know, oh. and, and yours doesn't look like super innocent or horrific. It's kind of in the middle is how I feel. Okay. So what I would do is go back to that time or sit in the feeling of shame, um, get, get close to your second chakra, spend time with it and change your stories change your stories. Um, I, I, I'm going to say this story. It's, um, it's a personal one, and I don't, I don't know why I'm going to say it, but when my, when my guides <laughs> drop stories in my head, my job is to report yeah. it. Right. <laughs> okay. So when I was in seventh grade, um, which was in the 70s, um, I fell in love with these four and a half inch platforms. They were like zebra print. And um, I wanted to wear it to my first day of school. And my mother grew up in a very hick town. Um, She was born in Oklahoma, but grew up in Idaho. Very small, tiny town. And she just, it didn't occur to her that that wouldn't probably be the best impression for me to give my first day at seventh grade. And, And so I wore a short dress and my high platform zebra shoes. And I was very embarrassed that day, actually. I even am blushing a little bit as I tell the story. And here I am, 48 years old, you know, years later. And I, at times I can still remember that moment. So an innocent experience, but something that could provoke shame for an individual, right? So, so that's what I mean. Go back and look at your stories that feel embarrassing or shameful, especially anything that has any type of sexual 
you know, message in it, even if it's innocent, some sort of sexual message, and change the story. So like in my case, have everybody fall in love with the shoes and not think anything outside of the box regarding them, right? <laughs> right. So spend some time there. This is an incredible opportunity for you to heal this, an incredible, incredible opportunity for you to heal this. Okay. And I think you're going to be very successful. I would also have, are you working with a natural path or anyone of that nature? Not yet. No. Okay. I would consider that and work on the seventh chakra because this particular virus, as many do, runs on the central nervous system. And the seventh chakra on top of the head, which is about receiving unconditional love, it protects and nurtures your central nervous system. So um, l- visualize white light coming in through the top of your head and taking in unconditional love and change some of your stories. Allow yourself to be empowered and not feel that shame. Okay? Great. Keep me posted. I'd like to know how you're doing. All right. Thank you very much for taking my call. Of course. Have a wonderful day. You too. All right. Now let's talk to Paige, and Paige is calling from West Seattle. Hi, Paige. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful, and thank you so much for taking my call. And the previous uh, caller, uh, I also have a medical situation which I'd like to address. Sure. And uh, I recently had a mastectomy, mm-hmm. which is over my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I, I found out that it's issues possibly with my mother. Ah. Uh, I have made the choice, even though I was classified as stage three, uh, to not go chemotherapy and mm-hmm. radiation, mm-hmm. to go holistic. Mm-hmm. And it feels right. And I'm wondering if there are other... Um, hmm, areas to address as well sure in the healing process absolutely and i'm very sorry for your recent diagnosis and the loss of your breast thank you you're welcome and i'm i'm glad you had it removed you know it's i am too it's it's nice fatty tissue but you know it can go away so that we can heal and have a better opportunity to live a longer life if indeed um you know the tissue has a disease in it so congratulations for doing that thank you you're welcome. And, of course, making a decision that feels good to you about how you're going to choose to move forward in your healing. You know, I think that's important that people get to make those choices on their own. Mm-hmm. Breast cancer, from my perspective, is a disease of grief. So, And, and I don't know everything about your relationship with your mother, um, but it's a disease of grief. Uh, grief gets stored in the rib cage, and eventually um, it can leak out into the subcutaneous tissues, you know, it can affect other areas in the thoracic cavity, not just breast tissue. Uh And then the probably the most important aspect of helping people heal from breast cancer, from my perspective, is that the individual learns how to receive. So generally, um, people who have breast cancer are overgivers and big nurturers and um, don't allow themselves to share their feelings with others and don't let people help them. Right. And one of the beauties of getting any type of cancer and notice what I said, beauty, because I believe there's beauty in everything. So one of the biggest beauties of receiving any type of cancer is that generally you're going to have to let someone help you, you know, because, you know, even if you're not choosing um, contemporary therapies, there still may be days when you need some help because herbs can be pretty harsh on a body, too, if someone's using that to help them heal their body. Certainly. So um, so you get an opportunity to let people help you, right? And that's what I'm learning. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. So the back of the heart chakra, so it's right in between your shoulder blades, you have a very large heart chakra. You're highly empathic. Yes. And so the back is the highest receptivity 
chakra in the physical body. So in other words, that particular chakra can receive a tremendous amount of energy. And if you could regularly, and I think this is the rest of your life exercise, as it is for many people, regardless if they've had breast cancer or not that I know, um, begin to visualize or feel or sense energy moving into your back. Oh, so fine. When it, okay. Good, good. When anyone compliments you or says, thank you, have a nice day, um, if you could visualize or feel energy, which everything is made out of, maybe you'll visualize a flock of birds or you'll feel warm air or you'll imagine water coming into your back. But something in large quantities so you can get comfortable with receiving Oh, okay. excellent. And so are you working with holistic physicians then for your healing? Actually, Dr. Darvish. Okay, I don't, I actually, I think I have heard of this person. He's yeah. on Dr. Pat's show. Okay, great. Huh? Wonderful. And Wonderful. Uh, yes, I've been going that, that direction. And uh, I'm also around, a lot of my friends are healers and empathic. And, Good. And in fact, we talked last night and uh, one of my friends from last night said, why don't you call Marie today? Wonderful. <laughs> I would also recommend, um, and I'm sure your physician already has some great ideas for this, but there's a really old school remedy for detoxifying the lymphatic system. Uh-huh. And it's um, the recipe calls for cucumber juice. So it's about not, that. You have heard. Good. From my friend last night. <laughs> great. Yeah. Five cups of cucumber juice for seven days that you do quarterly. It's not a diet. So you add it to whatever you're eating. Uh-huh. And when cucumbers are juiced, there's an enzyme release that detoxifies the lymphatic system. So, really? Mm-hmm. Holy darn. And okay. Then, and then I am being told by your guides to also, you know, and I'm sure you're going to do this anyway to make sure that your contemporary physicians are monitoring your healing. And I'm going to be seeing my oncologist next uh, Monday, I believe. Wonderful. To make sure that the choices that you're making are working. Yes. Right? And and if for some reason they're not working in the time you know frame, then again, go back to the board and be creative. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I Good. will do. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, and I'm sending you tons of love and healing. Thank you. I feel it. <laughs> Good. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, now we're on to Nicola calling from Bellingham. Hi, Nicola. Hi, Marie. Thanks are... so much for your class last night. Oh, thank you so much. It was great to see your shiny face in the audience. <laughs> that was lo- That was a fun class. It was very fun, and it was great to meet your daughter. Oh, yes, thank you. I know, that was her first time coming to a Wednesday night class, actually. <laughs> yeah, and, and she really enjoyed it, so that was oh. lovely. What can I do for you today? Well, I've never asked about my guides, and I'm curious mm. about my guides and if they're trying to, if they have anything to say to me that I need to hear. Yeah, yeah, they they really do, and <laughs> and it's interesting. I usually don't see the number numbers above nine. I mean, occasionally I see eleven, but I'm seeing twelve for you. I mean, that's a lot of guides. So mm. you know, you, it could be again like the previous caller that you have a particular number that's less than that, but at this point you have twelve. I really feel that these guys are your guys. You know, twelves. Mm. Um, Again, a large number of guides. Um, and your guides are a little bit yelling at you. And whenever I say that, I say that with gentleness. They're not really screaming at you and, you know, mm-hmm. telling you to go to your room or anything. They're yelling at you about you listening to yourself. I heard that last night. You did? Yeah. <laughs> In class, you could hear yeah. them talking to you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I asked the question and they said, listen. Oh, my goodness. And so what is it that you're not listening to or that you don't want to listen to? Is it more than one thing or is it a particular topic? Well, I think what comes up about um, what my service is, 
mm-hmm. in this incarnation and how I'm supposed to serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, uh, and oh. then about relationship. Mm. Well, let me start off with the serving part. Um, some people think that I do what I do for a living because I get to help other people. Mm-hmm. I would say that's a part of why I do it. But mm-hmm. the main reason I do what I do is because it's so much fun for me and I enjoy it enormously. Yeah, so, I see that. Okay, so it's important to get rid of that service piece. Uh, you know what I mean? Because then you're not necessarily choosing out of joy, which is more mm-hmm. related to your natural talents and your gifts and your abilities. You're choosing out of, you know, needing to save people or help them or, and I don't think anybody needs to be saved. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we've all died hundreds, if not thousands of times anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, nothing, even though things don't look so pretty sometimes, you know, part of learning is having experiences. So I would focus on, what makes you happy? Okay. Right. And and in the in the marriage, because you briefly is that what you meant by relationship? And mm-hmm. yeah, in the marriage, I because I know you've brought it with me before, and every time you bring it up, it's almost like I can't go there. So for whatever reason, even though that may be some questions for you, I wouldn't spend too much time focusing on it. I think the answers will come, mm-hmm. but but this is more about you focusing on yourself. And figuring out what makes you happy. And I think ultimately that will lead to whatever choices or changes that you and your partner make um, in the relationship. Oh, beautiful. Do, do you see what I mean? Oh, I do. And actually that, that's right in line with what comes up for me because I ask, well, why can't people see it that are like you? Yeah, and I can't it's like, see it. What I get is they, they don't get the information. Right. They're not meant to have the information. Right. It's not necessary right now. There's something else that you need to pay attention to, and the relationship will come to whatever level of, of highlight so that someone like myself can view it and understand it when it's time. But mm-hmm. it's just not time, you know. It's maybe whatever you're getting in the relationship um, in terms of its support is more important for you to be able to look into yourself and discover what brings you joy. Okay. Do you see what I mean? I do. Yeah. So th- do. at least those are my perceptions regarding it. Yeah, I love your guides. They're lovely. Many of them have lived in Lemuria, which was um, a place on on Earth. It was very much, um, oh, I'm re- forgetting the name of the other island <laughs> that was a part of it, but it was a place where healers lived and mystics, and it was a very peaceful and tranquil place in the universe. Mm-hmm. So many of your guides are from that time period. Beautiful. Yeah. So does, is this helpful? Yes, it is. Thank okay. you. Thank you so much for coming to the class. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for Have doing Have a wonderful it. day. Thank you, too. All right. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and we will be right back. Do you sail blindly through life with no compass, stuck in dead-end jobs and failed relationships? Do you know deep in your heart that you have a purpose in this lifetime and should be living a happier, more fulfilling life? Ainsley McLeod is ready to walk you through the instruction based on his book, which is a simple step-by-step system for decoding your soul. He'll teach you how to live the life your soul intended and guide you to a greater sense of clarity, joy, and self-understanding, all in a matter of nine spectacular days. Join author and psychic Ainsley McLeod and Hills of Africa Travel for Soul Safari in South Africa this October. You will experience the awesome energetic boost of the African bush, the exhilarating nature of game viewing, and the therapeutic leisure activities of one fabulous vacation. 
Only 32 lucky people will have access to this incredible, life-changing journey. For more information, go to energyintuitive.com. Looking for a great place to get the word out about your business? Then why not advertise on the Marie Menu Cherry Show? The Marie Menu Cherry Show reaches a diverse group of listeners from all around the world and was just recently voted one of the top five shows on KKNW. Aside from a professional website, how many outlets do you really have to promote your business and literally reach across the globe? The Marie Manu Cherry Show has a listening audience that ranges from the U.S., Scotland, South Africa, to Australia, and beyond. Become part of the show and let the world know what you have to offer. Go to www.energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671 to find out more about advertising on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Rates are reasonable, and the opportunity to grow your business is substantial. Looking for a weekend getaway in a beautiful setting and the opportunity to further empower yourself? Well, then join Marie in Sun Valley, Idaho for the 12th annual Sun Valley Wellness Festival, May 22nd through the 25th. Marie will be a presenter at this year's festival and will be teaching the class The Energy Medicine Experience on May 24th, as well as a three-hour workshop, Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life, on May 25th. This is a great festival full of incredible speakers and activities. For more information, visit www.sunvalleywellness.org. Body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk 1150 covers it all. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. This is Marie. I'm live just out of Seattle in Bellevue, looking over this beautiful tutorial view of freeway and sun and sky and trees. Washington, for those of you who don't live in the area, it is probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. I haven't traveled too much, but it is absolutely stunning and gorgeous here. We have so many trees. And what I love is that, they've, you know, when we do some cutting, which we do, like every place in the world is, we plant new trees. And it's really fun to watch them grow on the hillsides and the color filling in. It's just gorgeous. So today we're talking about the paranormal. And as always, I take phone calls on any subject matter. And so who do we have on the phone, Eric? We've got Lisa on the line right now calling from Seattle. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Marie? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Well, I was calling about my guides, too. Okay, great. Have I talked to you about your guides before? A um, couple of years ago, but I, I can't years. remember what it was. Okay. I, I did talk to you a couple of months ago about a health problem that you said is chronic, not uh-huh. to worry about it. And I'm glad you said that because I was able to hold my own with a healthcare practice. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so it wonderful. worked out well. Yeah. Wonderful. I don't remember, you know, I don't have yeah. you in my face. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure what you look like, but I just got this overall sensation like, oh, I think I've talked to her about her guides before. Very good. So I see five guides. Uh-huh. Okay, a lot of people are having are in a lot of transition that are calling today. I mean, really, that that is huge. We should have called it the transition show, not the paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that all goes together. You have an additional thirty guides. Wow. Just standing beyond the five primary. I had a feeling. Oh. And you also have an archway open. Have I ever spoken to you about no, an archway never. and what that means? No, uh-uh. So, okay, so you've got five, uh-huh. 30, which are here to teach you something. Okay. And then the archway, which has been open for just, it, archways take about three weeks to open. Yours is wide open, but it's very fresh, so it's been open for three weeks, let's say, uh-huh. but really open just probably in the last couple of days. Oh, wow. And what stands in the center of the arch will be an additional 50 guides. Wow. So right now we're looking at, what, 85 guides? 
I think that most individuals are surrounded by a minimum of 100 beings at all time. Yeah. You know, so they're guides and they're yeah. other beings who are helping us and supporting us and positively doing their best to affect us, loved ones and strangers or people we know from previous lifetimes. Archways, um, they look like to me like half of the McDonald's Golden Arch. Sure. They're about 50 feet high and 20 feet wide. So, you know, you've got 50 guides kind of squished in that space, so to speak. <laughs> I'm sure it looks different from their perspective than it does from mine. And when anyone has an archway, what it means is part of the third dimensional space in the arch has been peeled back. And other energies from other time-space realities are flooding through the arch and hitting you. Wow. And this energy will be affecting you for the next two years. Great. Okay. And it's a very positive arch. I think arches do create change, but sometimes that change can be challenging for Mm -hmm. individuals. I don't get that with your arch. I see confetti and balloons. It's very bright to me. Yes. So you're in a a wonderful place to learn whatever it is that you want to learn. So I would... And I know you're studious anyway, but I would really get into the place of asking the universe to help you learn whatever it is that you really want to learn. Not necessarily running out and buying 50 books, but walking into a bookstore when you want to, when it feels good, and walking towards the book that feels good. Oh, okay. But start, you know, maybe do a happy dance once a day about all that you're learning, even if you feel you haven't quite learned what you want to learn. What a great idea. Because that will help enormously expand the experience exponentially. Gratitude is a a huge um, transformer of energy and allows us to be connected to what we really want when we have gratitude, particularly for things that aren't even here yet. Yeah. So that's what I would recommend. But you've got a whole bunch of guides. Your primary guide that stands next to you is a female. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a woman. And she just sends you tons of love. She's very nurturing, kind. She's very beautiful. Has a lot of artistic energy in her. Um, Like her hands look like to me like she could play the piano. She's got beautiful color in her clothing. She's very kind. How great. What great information. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. Enjoy the next 24 months. I will. All right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move on to our next caller. We've got, oh my gosh, we've got Cher on the line. (laughs) Cher calling from Snohomish. I didn't even know she lived up here. That's fantastic. (laughs) Hi, Cher. How are you? I am well. How are you? (laughs) Fine. Thank you. What can we do for you today? Well, um, I have a question about where you see... um, if there's a move in our recent, in our not too distant future, my husband is a, um, a he's a corporate executive, and we travel. We move a lot, about every eighteen months to wow. two years. Wow! And it, for, to me, it's a really good thing. Mm, good. Um, I like that excitement and um, newness of traveling to a new place. And so, I was just wondering what you see if there's a move coming up in the near future. We're at eighteen months right now, and I find myself getting antsy. Yeah. And so I, I, and I'd also like help from you about how, if we're not going soon, how do I reconcile right. that energy here? Right. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the antsiness because, yeah, you're, you tend to be restless. And, you know, to move a household is a tremendous job. And yet you're, you can do it every year and a half. I mean, some of us only do it every 15, 20 years, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and so what, how I look at that, although I'm glad you enjoy the lifestyle since it is a part of your life, I think that's important, but I look at it that you feel that you need to have some interruption because life doesn't get as interesting for you or as fun when it's just regular. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so what I would do is actually get comfortable in the restlessness. 
You know, let yourself feel it. Let yourself experience it so that whatever the true feelings are, because you're, you're not in touch with the real feelings. Restlessness is just a symptom, right? It's, right. There's other emotions deeply inside of you um, that drive you to have this restlessness because you don't want to feel them. You know, you, you don't want to be present with them because they're uncomfortable. And so I would get comfortable with the restlessness. It might be hard for me to accurately gauge the moving because you've moved so much. Because my, right. my first feeling is, yeah, you're going to move. It might be another six months down the road. So, you know, you're going to stay longer than the 18 months. Um, but I do think you will move. But I, again, I, I'm a little bit cautious about my accuracy because you've had so many moves. Am I reading your constant history, you know, or am I reading the future? And when I check in with, you know, the, the extra, I have extra things that I use sometimes when I'm not sure, you know, extra right. tools that I do get that you're going to move. And I see you staying here for another six months, but that could be a minimum. You know, maybe it'll be more time beyond the six months. And, and if indeed that's true, what I would recommend is that you get comfortable with the restlessness. So you can get down to your real feelings about why you're uncomfortable with yourself. Because when you move a lot, my father used to move constantly. And I believe that people who move a lot and enjoy it or feel the need to do it have a hard time bonding with individuals, have a hard time really being seen. Yeah, you know, I, I feel that because, um, you know, our family, we, I, we have three youngest children. And yeah. um, we are super tight as a family. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, not so much. Well, it takes a long time to develop friendships. And one of my closest friends I've actually known for about 13 years. And I, I think our friendship really started to move in a deeper way about eight years ago. So I knew her for five years before it really moved into the, the intimacy that we have and the trust that we have as friends now. So it takes a long time to develop friendship. And so when you move into an area, because your family is also lovely, by the way, you guys have done a great job with your family. People welcome you. They love having you guys. You're a fun family. And you're right. Having that tightness is not always a common experience we see among families. So that's attractive to individuals. But then it doesn't really get to go deep, you know, it, it, from from your side, in my opinion. And, of course, others can't perhaps let it go deep because you're going to move away pretty soon. Absolutely. But, but you know, it's just hard for you. So work on the restlessness, work on creating whatever intimate relationships that you can with friends, you know, intimate meaning deep emotional bonds with other individuals while you're here. Push the envelope a little bit. Make it uncomfortable for yourself because that's really where the healing will come from. Okay, that that's a positive spin on it because, and I have to admit, as much as it's beautiful here, <laughs> when the sun is out, this has not been my favorite spot. And so I think a lot of my restlessness is kind of like crankiness. Well, that is possible, but I I see, you know, when I look at you, uh-huh. um, I can see 25 boxes. And then there are nice professional boxes, so that means the company is moving you, you guys, right? Oh, absolutely. And you're having so much fun organizing it and getting it all together and blah, blah, blah. I think that's fun for most people occasionally, but wow, for you, it's the highlight. You know, I mean, you just love it so much. And... And I think that's great considering that's your lifestyle, but then what are you missing? You know, it's like you can't wait to move. So could be that the area, you know, people have geographical areas that vibrate better for them than others. That's uh-huh. very true. But I also think that you enjoy the the escape, 
Oh, you're, you're very accurate. I, I, you're opening a window that I, I only had open a crack. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you because I think there's going to be tremendous change and growth in your life, something that you can hold close to your heart that will allow you to feel centered and calm and at peace with yourself. And that's oh. exciting. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. And I hope you stay longer and hopefully we'll get to meet. Oh, absolutely. Your classes um, sound wonderful. I'll have to look at your website. Wonderful. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you. Alrighty. righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Now we're talking to Chris. Chris is calling from Linwood. Hi, Chris. Hi, Marie. Thanks for taking my call. I agree with you. It's a beautiful day out here. It is just stunning. What can I do for you today? Well, I'd like to find out about my guides, and I'd seen you a couple years ago, and you said that I had an archway, so oh. I'd just like to find out more about where we're at with that, and okay. if you had a message for me. Okay, great. So, uh, a couple, you know, archways stay open anywhere between, mm, you know, six to seven months to about three years. I've seen a couple four years. I don't see your archway right now, so that would make me think that it must have closed, okay. you know, um, that would be my thought process on it. People can have archways throughout their lifetime. In fact, individuals who do more personal inner work allow archways to open up because they're about movement. They're about change. People who don't do conscious inner work, they get archways when they win the lottery or they have birth of a child or they get a divorce or they get married when their external world has had a change. But those of us who do conscious inner work, we get more archways more frequently. So don't worry. You're going to get another one. Okay. <laughs> it's absolutely going to happen. One of your guides, um, it looks like a male standing right next to you, is tapping you on your shoulder. Have you felt like something's really close to you or have you had any discomfort in your shoulder? Have yes. you You have. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it your right shoulder? Yes. Okay. Because that's what I'm seeing. So this guide is tapping you on your shoulder and... And it could be that he's trying to sh- show me something about your shoulder, but I'm pretty good at looking at the physical body, so I don't, I don't need a guide generally to show me something like a shoulder problem. So I think this is very different. I, th- I think that he's tapping on you because he's trying to get your attention, and you're not paying attention, and so now you're getting a little bit of physical discomfort. I see. Do you uh, talk to your guides? Yes, I do. Good. And have you felt um, the communication returned? At times. At times. All right. <laughs> Um, so what are you doing to help facilitate? And now he's smiling at me, so I, I, I think we're on the right subject matter here. <laughs> um, what have you done to help facilitate that? I've tried meditating and just taking more downtime for me and, and going to places that inspire me, like the beach. Wonderful. What, are you pretty far from the beach or close? No, fairly close. Good. And so how often do you go to the beach? Well, lately I haven't been as often as I'd like to, but I'd like to incorporate that more. Mm -hmm. And and for you, um, I didn't know this about you, but as you speak, I noticed that you probably think a lot. And that's why there's this challenge with you and your guides. You know, your guides aren't complaining, by the way, but they know how desperately you want to have a consistent conversation with them Mm -hmm. and relationships. So they're doing everything they can to help facilitate that, you know, because it would be in your better interest. It would be good for you. So, yeah, you're going to have to do more beach time because it's hard for you to get out of your head. Right. So even if you go three times a week, since you're so close to it, even 20 minutes, you don't have to spend hours in meditation to connect with a guide. It could take five minutes of getting out of your head because you've stepped on a beach and you're hearing the water and the seagulls coming by. Right. Right. So just know that 20 minutes could be a sufficient amount of time, because when I look at your brain, it looks like you really organize a big piece of time. But what needs to happen is consistency. Right. So consistency, because that will create the quality of the experience. Okay. Okay. 
wonderful. Good, good. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye. Now let's talk to Joan calling from West Seattle. Hi, Joan. How are you? Hi, Marie. I think we're all just so excited about the uh, the weather having changed. <laughs> <laughs> the I know. sap is rising. <laughs> <laughs> our, yeah, our frequencies and our, our energy are rising. We'll be, be able to manifest just about anything. You know, I think it's just so. a blink it of an eye. Like yeah. What can I do for you today? Well, I'm wondering if if you could. Um, also look at my guides and yeah. any, any messages that I'm missing. <laughs> okay, sure. And I have one little little uh, physical thing that I'd like to ask you about as well. So. Okay, I already have the messages from your guides yeah. and your gu- I mean they're really good communicators. So can we go to the medical thing? Sure. And then uh, and then I'll be I'll pass on the guide thing. So. Oh great. So do you want to tell me about it? Yeah, yeah. I okay. just have this. I've had this rash on my face for oh. a couple of years now, uh-huh. and I'm I'm wondering if if it has to do with digestion. It could very well. Um, the immune system, you know, the stomach and the intestinal tract is a big part of your immunity, and it's about absorption and release of toxins. And the skin is one of those areas where toxins can move through, right? Right, right. As soon as you mentioned the skin, um, I got a picture in my head. There's products that I absolutely love. They're all organic and natural herbs and botanicals. It's called the um, Spirit of Beauty products. And it works really well for any type of skin problem. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's used for the face. It has collagen, so it stimulates collagen. Well, it doesn't have collagen, but it stimulates collagen. So it's really good for our skin, too, as we age. So it has multiple properties in it. And um, when I look at yours, um, especially when I'm in your cheeks, I'm seeing more of rosacea almost a little bit. You know, it's quite red. So I would recommend that you, Spirit of Beauty isn't sold um, actually in stores generally. You have to buy it through spas or whatnot. So you can go to their website. I believe it's spiritofbeauty.com. But okay. I'm pretty sure that's it. If not, Google it. And um, you can write Martha. She's the founder and owner of the company. And she can direct you to where you can find it. Great. So it's a fabulous product. But I think you're right, too, about the fact that it is time for you to work on your digestion. And here's what I'm getting. Do you eat a lot of meat? Um, uh, well, a fair amount. Yeah. And and I'm a big protein consumer myself. I tend to run hypoglycemic, which you look like you do too. So yeah, I do. You need the protein. Yeah. What I'm going to suggest that you do, because I think your body is just having a harder time digesting the protein from okay. meat. So I would look for protein-like um, drinks, like, you know, a smoothie type thing with vegetables in it. Okay. High-grade, organic, wheat-free um, if you can, you're okay with wheat, but not great with it from what I can see. I try not to eat very much of it. Good, good. So, you know, find, you know, go to a health food store, find a protein drink that's high in protein. I actually like a particular brand. I, I, I think I can, yeah, I've already said one brand on the air, so I can say another one. <laughs> um, I believe it's called Life Basic. Life Basic. Uh-huh. And it, ha- it has like 22 grams of protein in it, and it's all vegetable protein, and it is wheat-free. Great. So that way you can cut out some of the meat product, which your body's just having a really hard time detoxifying from. Oh, is that it? Even yeah. though I eat organic. Yeah, it's not necessarily the organic. It's just, you know, meat, I mean, good, great that you eat organic. It's just that meat takes days to break down. I see. And then, it, you know, it has to break down from the stomach and then move into the intestinal tract, and then somehow your absorption and release of toxins, you need to have a further release of toxins than with meat products. It's a little bit harder. Even though you need the protein, finding a good substitute is what I'm recommending. So I should I should decrease the amount of meat that I right. eat? Like maybe once a day, have a great meal with meat in it and then find other protein sources. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. And use your intuition because you, okay. you've worked with your diet a while. So you, yeah. you can tell when things aren't, you know, going the way you like them to. So right. work with your intuition regarding it. So you have nine guides. Okay. And um, it, that is a particular number for me. When I look at guides, it means that you're getting close to not coming here to evolve. Ah. Yeah. So that doesn't mean this, this lifetime is your last one. It may be, you know, you may have five or six more lifetimes on earth, but you're just about done coming to the earth plane. That's what it means to me. Everyone has free will. No one oh, sure. has to come here if they don't want to. But generally, if we come to this planet and we stick around for a while, you know, after a particular amount of time on Earth, we then decide, eh, yeah, eh, I'm going to go to some other dimension and figure this all out. Figure, okay. yeah. So that's what I get. The primary guide standing next to you is a male. Um, very sweet and very kind. Um, just lovely, lovely individual. So, um, so the reason why I think it's important about the nine is for you to start, if you haven't already, really respect what you do know about life. Yeah. You know, because you've been here a while. You're an old soul. (laughs) So (laughs) if you could trust yourself more and value how you experience life and your insights, I think that would be wonderful. And that's probably the biggest message that your guides are giving you. Okay. Like to trust you and listen to you because you do know what's going on. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Marie. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Let's talk to Kay calling from Everett. Hi, Kay. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm good. I'm so happy to get to talk to you. Wonderful. What can I do for you today? Well, um, my sister uh, has crossed over several years ago, and she has. we have a little code that occasionally I see, and I know she's around me. Right. That was gone for a little while, but lately I've been seeing it again, and I was just wondering if she has a message for me. Well, first of all, I just want to say I'm so sorry. You know, it's like when um, for, I couldn't see very well with my contacts. And I have a reader board that if I look at it, which I usually don't, I just look out the window while I do readings, which is kind of odd. Um, and as, when I said, why are you calling sort of thing, I looked over at the reader board, but I couldn't read it. And then as you spoke, I could see sister's death on it. And it just made me so sad, Aww. really sad. So I, it makes me realize that the death was probably challenging or difficult. Or, oh, yeah. And I'm just so, so sorry, you know, just sending you all this huge love, you know, regarding it because it was pretty intense. And I know you can be an upbeat person and very optimistic, Mm -hmm. um, but also remember to allow yourself to grieve, Mm. you know, just allow yourself to have the balance that it's okay to be sad, too. I love that you two have this code. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting about your sister and again, you know, I, I didn't know her, but the feeling that I get about her is I think one of the reasons why she left this place early mm-hmm. um, is because I think this place was hard for her. Yes. You know, I think Earth was a challenge for her. And so even though she's on the other side, which I consider when I look at it is just a breathtaking, beautiful, much more peaceful environment than where we live today. Mm-hmm. It still can be challenging for people who haven't figured out how to not have a challenging life. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes when she breaks away for a while, it's because she's trying to figure that out. She's mm. like, wow, okay, I'm in heaven. Why can't I be happy? Mm-hmm. Hello. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to resolve some, what I would call some inner demons, if you will. Uh-huh. You know, and, and sometimes, not sometimes, but whatever we were working here on earth, if we haven't figured it out, we still have to work on it. Yeah. And so that's what she's doing. She loves you enormously. She's, she wishes she had that optimistic gene that you have. Aww. <laughs> she really does. And then what I told her mental telepathically is that 
you know, that, you, you know, part of the two of you coming together is so that you as a person, as an individual, could also learn to, to express the sadness and not always have to be happy all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and then you were teaching her how to be happy. So uh-huh. you're still teaching each other. She is absolutely fine and safe, of course, and, mm-hmm. and working on trying to figure this out. It's so cute because she said to me that she felt when she was in a body, it must have just been some biochemical thing. Uh-huh. But now that she's not in a body, she can't use that excuse anymore. Uh-huh. And she's still trying to figure it out. Uh-huh. She sends you tons of love and all kinds of flowers. And Aww. she's just grateful that you um, are still her sister. Aww. Yeah, she's grateful. So lots of love to you from her. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. That's beautiful. And have a few tears here and there, okay? <laughs> no, I don't really have any trouble doing that. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Marie. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All righty, Bye. bye-bye. All right, now let's talk to Lisa in Bellevue. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Marie. Um, I am a first-time listener. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and I was wondering if you could give me some help and guidance. Sure. About your guides or? Uh, yes, about my guides. Okay. Um, first of all, your guides, they have a nice sense of humor. So that makes me think that you have good humor too. Is that true? Um, I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they're funny. and or, or if you don't have you know, a good sense of humor, they're trying to help you to have a good sense of humor. Oh, okay. Maybe that would be it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because one of the things I did pick up, and I I mean, no disrespect, when I was looking at your energy initially, is that sometimes you can be a little stubborn. Okay. Is that true? Um, Intense and stubborn, I would say that. (laughs) Okay. So we'll we'll take it as an interpretation that your guides are trying to help you to lighten up. Okay. So you have very funny guides. I see seven. Seven's a very strong spiritual number. So one of the things that your guides are helping you to do is to feel comfortable in a more consistent application of spirituality, mm-hmm. you know, that it doesn't have to be black and white, that it can be very gray and just something that's pleasurable and fun and interesting. Your primary guide is a male. So the primary guide means the guide standing closest to you. Mm-hmm. And that guide never leaves your side ever. So you, mm-hmm. the other guides that you have can come and go and do errands and help create things for you and all of those good things. But the gentleman standing next to you can't leave. And whenever I see a gender in a guide, it means that you needed more male energy, you know, in your life. So, you know, whether it was a stronger relationship with your father or something of that nature, for whatever reason you knew before you came here that having a male standing next to you would be good for you. Hmm. So that's why I'm seeing that. Um, And then when I look at your guides, uh, they're playing around like right now, four of them are juggling balls in the air, you know, and, and I don't mean like balls of things that you have to do. They, they're wearing clown outfits. They've got funny red noses on. They're being playful. And so they're asking you to be more playful and not take life so seriously. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what do you do to make things less serious? Um, what do I do personally to make yeah. things less serious? Yeah. Um, right now, my girls have some health issues, mm-hmm. and so it's very intense for me right now. And I'm very sorry for those experiences right now that you're having. So can you break away and go get a massage or get a pedicure or go for a walk? Because even though your family may be having some challenges, you still need to nurture and take care of yourself so that you can really be for, there for them, but also make sure that you stay well and centered and able to make great decisions for yourself and your family. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe you could think about planning a massage this week 
you know, which would be a great release, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I remember once I had a massage, I bawled through the whole thing. I'm sure the <laughs> practitioner was shocked, but I just bawled through the entire hour. And and you need some nurturing and free time away from all the stress. I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so that's what I'm recommending, and I'm sorry we're running out of time here on the on the show. Feel free to write me in on, on my website. You can go to www.energyintuitive.com. I'll be happy to give you more information. And I'm sending beautiful warm light to you and your family and wishing all of you complete health and happiness. Thank you so much, Marie. You're welcome. Have a okay. fantastic day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show today. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I will be in Idaho for the next five days. And I will talk to you next week on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. Joyful blessings. Mm-hmm.